everyone, and welcome to the latest IUMI podcast, where we will be speaking with Dave Matcham, Chief Executive at the International Underwriting Association and Secretary of the IUMI Facts and Figures Committee. Hi, Dave, and welcome. Hi. Hi, Kat. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Today, we'll be speaking about IUMI's major claims database. So to begin, can you tell us about the major claims database and how it came about? Yes, certainly. It's, um, it's a project that I think was initiated by the IUMI Executive Committee, seeing the association as ideally placed, really, to produce a major claims database which could be used by all member associations, filtered down into their marketplaces, therefore used by the the insurers in that market, and really ideally placed because the, the, the nature of UMI membership, it's truly global, no one market has the, has this picture probably to hand. So that was back in 2018, the early part of 2018. And then we were we we const- it was obviously given to the facts and figures committee as a project. It's data, it's statistics. That was understandable. We we needed to find a partner. So BCG was selected to help us with this project, and and. And they've been really, really helpful and, and constructive and, and grown into it like we all have, really. We had to create a template for data collection, which we, we really used uh, the basis of some of the templates that some of the member associations already used. This was part of the problem at day one. Not many member associations collected this data, but some were very well advanced in it. So we had a pilot of six of those countries first off who were able to submit data going back to 2013. And we we had a base of data to work with. From that, we were able to analyze, okay, so so where are the gaps? Where are the duplications? Where are the inaccuracies? And we were able to modify the template over the course of the next two or three iterations, resulting in in a template this year that will go out to member associations and has not been changed for the first time. So we've got a good template now on which to base data. The other thing to say, I guess, at the time is is an overall aim of the initiative was was drafted. And this was to create a large and consistent loss database for hull and cargo. And we'll talk about the, the differences in that later. We've standardized data from member companies in order to analyze major losses with respect to loss severity, frequency, location, and cause. They are useful sort of data points in which subscribing insurers can, can base risk on. And, and as I say, through this template now, we can attract a range of values of loss severity, the volume of losses, uh, so the frequency by type, a global subdivision, so the location is, is, work, is working now, and loss cause, so the type that what caused the loss is, is much more reliable in data quality. So that's where that's how it all started, really, and how it's all matured in the last three years. Thank you, thank you. And and you kind of already touched on this, but how has the major claims database grown over the years since its launch? Okay, so since that initial six, that that first year where we had six countries, national associations piloting and supplying their data. That, of course, was not enough data to publish, but it was a useful framework and, and base to work from. We, de- we have then increased the number of countries uh, providing data now to 25. Now, I think Yumi has around 40 or so members. 
So we're we're well. We think in terms of contributing countries, we are entirely representative sample wise now, which is good. Twenty five countries containing the vast majority of the major marine markets around the world. There are a couple of exceptions to that, in that and base. Remember, this is a voluntary exercise; it's not a mandated data supply. But we are still working with the U.S. market and Norway to provide data. We'll talk about particular reasons for that, but that they're not anti the project by any means. It's just particular requirements within their markets that, that are preventing that at the moment. And, and similarly with London, there's not as much London market data within the database as we would like, but there is some, definitely. So 25 countries now are providing data for both hull and cargo business, which has given us, in, if you want sort of numerical terms now, we have collected 9,000 claim records since for, for the years of account 2013 onwards, 2013 to 2020 which accumulates to around $14 billion worth of loss. The, the, the records broken down by hull or cargo, we have close to 6,000 hull records and 3,000 3, or so cargo records, as I say, with a, with a number of very reliable data fields within them. Thank you. Thank you. And what can you tell us about the findings and analysis produced so far? And how has it been used by underwriters? Well, the the first thing to say there is that we were able two years ago to have reliable enough data to publish some graphs and analyses. But we focused only on cargo. The reason we focused only on cargo was, as I said before, we don't have data from the US and Norwegian market. Uh, and one or two other countries of, of some significance. But cargo as a line of business, according to the IUMI premium statistics, is fairly evenly spread around the world. Whereas Hull, both US, London, Norway, are very dominant markets in that line. And whilst we have more records for Hull, as I say, nearly 6,000, it didn't seem appropriate at this stage to be able to confidently publish Hull data. So we focused on cargo. We've been able to break down those 3,000 odd records into a number of derivations, so to speak. So we have, for example, incurred losses in an underwriting year. And you can then calculate the average loss in the seven-year period and and see some trends there. And perhaps cargo markets around the world can match that aggregated result against their own numbers that they're seeing within their book of business or even the, the group's book of business globally. We can break down the results into bands of loss. So we have, we can say by year of account, how many of those losses are under $500,000, how many are between half a million and a million, and so on up to over 10 million. We have six different bands of type of loss there. Again, unsurprisingly, the majority of the losses are in the lowest, lower end of the scale. We're very keen that the losses that are reported are at the 100% level. We, we don't want really to get individual lines that may be over the threshold reported. We want the total loss value to be reported. That's where the duplications are taken out by BCG in a more and more improved manner. 
But unsurprisingly, of course, you can see the majority of losses are at the lower end of the scale. Then we are able to break down the claims and incurred losses by size categories. So, for example, 39% of the incurred loss is for claims over $10 million. I mean, that, that again is not surprising, whereas only 5% of the incurred loss is for the lower end of the scale. But the lower end of the scale are 30% of the claims by number. I suppose what, what a lot of this did, it validated what people felt the position was, but there was no data or, or reliable data collection exercise to prove it. This is where the UMI exercise is, is growing in value all the time. And then um, we're able to identify the top five major losses by type of loss in these periods. So natural catastrophe, firing, explosion, denting, breakage, latent defect, theft, etc. These are all broken down in the years of account. Again, underwriters can look at their book of business and think, so we may have a type of loss that's dominating our book. Does that match the global picture and strategize accordingly? We also have number of losses by mode of transport. Again, you know, air, rail, road, sea, storage. And there are some trends coming through now in the reliable data sets that can show growths in particular modes of transport, which is all very useful information for underwriters. And then the number of losses by mode of transport. So not just in percentage terms, but actual terms. And we've also in the last year, and this was our innovation for 2021, we stripped out natural catastrophe type events from some of the lost data so that you perhaps had a better picture of your book if you weren't really in the cat space or, or you were more exposed to cargoes that were suffering natural catastrophes. That was pretty well received as well by the market. Thank you. Thank you. And you've mentioned, obviously, that only cargo data has been published and the reasons what was preventing hull data being published. But when do you expect hull data to be published? I think, to be realistic, we we will probably not expect it this year. But I would, with a glass half full, love to say next year that would be possible. Now, I may be wrong and I, I may have that half full glass this year because I know one or two carriers in London are looking to provide their whole data to the exercise this year. Now, that may give us a bit more of a representative sample that we can be confident that we have reliable data for whole publication. We may also find that whilst we don't have data from two significant markets, because the loss is reported at a global 100% level, those markets, whilst they may lead on it, they don't represent the total loss. And another subscribing market on it will also have it as a total loss in their book. And, it's and we are capturing it through their data collection. So we may, find, we may actually be in a better position than we realize, but we can't quite prove that yet because we need to, out, we need to strip out the duplications that we're seeing in the whole numbers at the moment. Cargo tends to be more regionally written. It's not the global spread is less apparent. So we're more confident that we don't have the duplications in the numbers. So, you know, this year is an aspiration, perhaps. Next year is more of a realistic proposition, but I'd love to be proved wrong. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And finally, what are your plans for the database going forward? Okay. So, most immediately, we want to get this year's template out to all the member associations. They need as much time as possible to compile this data. 
because they themselves are getting it from their member companies. They need to rationalise it down to a single return to BCG, who in turn need their own time to do it. So that's the first thing. That's an annual exercise. No changes to the template, though. Secondly, as I mentioned, we want to explore the possibility of working with non-participating markets as to whether they can do something this year. I, I am confident we'll get more data out of the London market. I mean, I'm close to the London market carriers. I'm able to have direct discussions with them. We may be able to get something else of the American market through other means, and, and we'll con- continue those discussions. And, and really, I, I would anyone listening to this podcast, those associations who are not currently taking part, we're more than happy to discuss any way that you could. I mean, it is possible for individual carriers within those markets to contribute directly to BCG. It doesn't have to be an aggregated market level. And those carriers can have confidence with the fact that there are non-disclosure agreements in place between BCG and carriers. The data will not be exposed if that is a fear about providing it. It's treated entirely confidentially, anonymously, aggregated, as running the project, I do not see any of those data sets at all. It goes directly to BCG. So there is no conduit through me or any association that, that's not appropriate to see the data. So I would, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to have conversations with any member association on, on that point. But broadly speaking, our future aim, continue to refine the data, increase the number of fields that are reliable, therefore we'd have more of those graphs and analyses to publish and work to get Hull as a line of business that we can do. I've even had some representations from some associations to go wider than Hull or Cargo. Well, that's that's a walk before we run type conversation. But who knows, in a few years' time, we may be looking at liability or other lines that are not currently served by other providers for the marine industry. Thank you. Thank you. That's really interesting. And and thank you for giving us more insight into the Major Claims Database. To all our listeners, please feel free to find out more about this on the Ayumi website at ayumi.com. And thank you again. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much.